0: Make no mistake, the pandemic recovery is underway. And the result is looking a lot like an economic party of epic proportions. What we are calling a hot back summer. But any good party has its repercussions. Will booming consumption and investment in the economy end with a nasty hangover? Here's what matters.
1: Live from our coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin.
0: And I'm Robert Zarenbetz.
1: And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In
0: this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team. What we think matters is we manage investment solutions.
1: That includes Mainstay's diversified portfolio series, including the Income Builder Fund, as well as bespoke solutions for our partners.
0: By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors.
1: Welcome, everybody. It's the week of July 12th, 2021, and summer is off to a hot start.
0: Real hot. And we're not just talking about record-breaking temperatures. We're also talking about our 2021 Economic and Market Outlook piece, which will be released this week. So today, we offer our biannual review of the broad investment opportunities and potential risks out there.
1: So exclusive.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really a hot event. So let's get into it, Lauren. What is the gist of our mid-year outlook?
1: Well, just at the highest possible level, ongoing vaccine rollout paired with substantial monetary and fiscal policy support in the developed world has pushed demand to record highs. Global estimates of corporate and economic growth are accelerating. They've been accelerating.
0: Yeah, and that acceleration has supported a run in risk assets. Stocks have moved higher. But recently, we've seen a bit of a pause in that and some rotation going on under the surface that's concerning to some. So maybe markets, investors are getting concerned about the undeniable hangover that always accompanies a good party.
1: Get it? Party, hangover? Well, we'll definitely look at those market risks. But first, let's just lay it out. What's going well?
0: Yes, that is the fun part of the conversation. In the US, reopening has encouraged increased mobility and economic activity. Consumer spending at restaurants has rebounded fully. More than 2 million passengers now pass through TSA checkpoints daily. That's about 74% of pre COVID levels. And to us, this suggests that the service based economy is healing.
1: Reopening is also making its way to business operations. On aggregate, inventories are being drawn down, typically a sign that production will soon need to pick up to restore those inventories. And investment in human, physical, and working capital has also increased, with productivity, a measure of those things, surging 5.4% in the first quarter of 2021. That's a big move.
0: Yes, you can't have empty shelves, you need to restock those shelves. And you do that by investing in people and capital, as you said, it's so important, especially when banks and financial institutions are lending to smaller commercial and industrial companies, the people that produce those things that has historically led to a very positive backdrop for markets and corporate profitability. And it usually leads the CapEx investment cycle. So what we were just talking about, the spending on and investments in human and physical and working capital.
1: Right. So you can see that this is almost like a virtuous cycle. And all the while supporting this cycle, financial conditions remain accommodative. The combination of increasing demand with available capital, including what you were just saying, Robert, about business lending, suggests that these investments can continue, which would promote even stronger growth.
0: Yes. But like any good party, even the ones with the best virtuous circles, there are some important caveats for the partygoers, like who gets to party? Remember, the virus is still circulating globally. There's also always a question of if there's going to be a line at the door when you're trying to get into an exclusive club. And here, what I mean to continue this anecdote is that there's a backlog of supply chain issues. Everybody's talking about difficulties in stocking their businesses with necessary inputs. Then there's always the question of if the bar will close early. And this is a question that is asked a lot in financial markets. Will policymakers remove the metaphorical punch bowl, the backdrop that makes the financial condition so accommodative? And then later on down the road, does a good debt binge lead to a headache, which is always a pertinent question for investors.
1: It's um, I love that you've taken the, the punch bowl anecdote relating to the Federal Reserve and really extended it into a full economy party. Well, these are all very important questions for investors, and we'll address them over the coming weeks and coming episodes. But for now, I think it's important to recognize that policy tailwinds may now be becoming headwinds swift and sizable monetary and fiscal support that we've mentioned have helped the economy, supported the economy against some of the worst case outcomes that we were facing last year. But now as the economy begins to thrive, some of those supports are likely to diminish. Frankly, it's harder to be more accommodative than what we've seen over the last year.
0: Yes. And with that backdrop, we started the year advocating for investors to refocus their attention from the riskiest segments of the market or the highest quality segments of the market, this multiple expansion idea more towards fundamentals. So businesses that will be able to leverage this reflationary environment. And one way to do that is through reflationary themes that do well in an improving economic backdrop, but also through active management.
1: makes an excellent time to bring in the portfolio pause, a segment of the program where we share an investment idea. And today I want to focus on those four reflationary themes that you mentioned about the outlook, small caps, infrastructure, floating rate, and strategic bonds.
0: Wow. Okay. So the tactical and strategic allocation for today's low rate environment, there are two equity themes there, small caps and infrastructure and two fixed income themes. Let's start off with the equity stuff and let's do smaller companies, small cap equity. We are tactically tilting towards these smaller companies because of the reflationary environment. And since 1926, small cap companies operating in their often niche markets have historically provided investors with a stronger chance of delivering inflation-beating returns. There's many reasons that this might be the case, but one that I can think of right now is that perhaps small caps may be more willing and more able, these smaller companies, to pass inflation onto its consumers in the form of higher prices.
1: Small caps can also have higher volatility, so when considering a tactical allocation to small caps, investors should consider their risk tolerance, as always, and consider working with managers who are looking for the genuine value within small cap companies and avoiding some of the potential traps. All right, second equity idea, Robert.
0: In our view, infrastructure is likely to prove to be a contributor both to the inflationary surge as well as the beneficiary of inflation. So contributing to the inflation surge, that's via government spending and the potential for infrastructure bills. On the beneficiary side, infrastructure is this sort of tangible asset that has the potential to hold its value well if prices are increasing. And that's because the assets are based on contractually driven, inflation-linked revenue growth.
1: I really like both of those ideas, harnessing the economic side of the recovery and the policy side too.
0: Yes. So Lauren, why don't you share those fixed income ideas and keep us moving forward?
1: Sure. Well, On the fixed income side of things, we talked about floating rate bonds, as well as multi-sector or strategic bonds. And starting with floating rate bonds, this is an asset class that tends to benefit from both the potential for tightening monetary policy in the future, as well as strong corporate fundamentals amidst a booming economy.
0: Very true. And with the normal Fed meetings, jobs reports, inflation data, and the Jackson Hole Monetary Policy Forum all coming up this summer, there's lots of opportunities for rates volatility, particularly higher short-term interest rates.
1: You said it. And Despite the higher global bond yields that have come from this crisis, we expect that when considering the floating rate bond idea, we'll still have a world full of pretty low yielding bonds compared to historical averages. Nearly $13 trillion, 13 trillion with a T of global bonds yield less than zero. That's 20% of global bond volume, really an astonishing number. And With a challenging backdrop for investing, we believe that diversifying across broader fixed income sectors could be helpful in building a positive real return value. So this is getting into that second idea related to multi-sector bond investing. An unconstrained approach can help manage these risks through diversified sources of alpha like liquidity and market structure, sector and geographical rotations, and bottom-up security selection and market dislocation.
0: There you have it, four high conviction ideas for what is likely to be a very interesting second half of the year.
1: Coming up next, we'll share some deep dives of ideas related to our outlook in the weeks to come, but that's it for today. We'll be back next week with more Market Matters.
0: In the meantime, please let us know what matters to you.
1: If you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on social media.
0: That's right. You can send us your questions or highlight what matters to you by finding us on LinkedIn.
1: You can also find our views on the website, which is newyorklifeinvestments.com and click the insights tab.
0: Until then, I'm Robert saron
1: And I'm Lauren Goodwin. We look forward to hearing from you. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamont, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about mainstay funds, call 1 800 624 6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice. Regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances, and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with the New York Life Insurance Company. The mainstay funds are managed by New York Life Investment Management, LLC, and distributed by NY Life Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302, a wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company. NY Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.